the side of the TV, that smirking prize, the teddy bear. What the hell could he do with a teddy bear? Okay, he said. Just tell me where. After all, it is only a game. Rebus smiled and nodded at the Englishman across the table. Then he stared out of the window, pretending once more to be interested in the blur of dark scenery. If the Englishman had said it once, he had said it a dozen times, and during the trip he had said little else. He also kept stealing precious legroom from Rebus, while his collection of empty beer cans was creeping across the table, invading Rebus's space, pushing against the neatly folded stack of newspapers and magazines. Tickets, please! yelled the guard from the other end of the carriage. So, with a sigh, and for the third time since leaving Edinburgh, Rebus sought out his ticket. It was never where he thought it was. At Berwick, he'd thought it was in his shirt pocket. It was in the outer top pocket of his Harris tweed jacket. Then, at Durham, he'd looked for it in his jacket, only to find it beneath one of the magazines on the table. Now, ten minutes out of Peterborough, it had moved to the back pocket of his trousers. He retrieved it and waited for the guard to make his way forward. The Englishman's ticket was where it had always been, hidden beneath a beer can. Rebus, although he knew every word almost by heart, glanced again at the back page of one of his Sunday papers. He had kept it to the top of the pile for no reason other than a sense of devilment, enjoying the thick black letters of the headline, Scots Wahey, beneath which was printed the story of the previous day's Calcutta Cup clash at Murrayfield. And a clash it had been. No day for weak stomachs, but a day for stout hearts and determination. The Scots had triumphed by thirteen points to ten, and now here Rebus was on a late evening Sunday train packed with disappointed English rugby supporters heading towards London. London. Never one of Rebus's favourite places. Not that he was a frequent visitor, but this was not pleasure. This was strictly business, and as a representative of the Lothian and Borders Police, he was to be on best behaviour. Or, as his boss had put it so succinctly, no fuck-ups, John. Well, he would do his best. Not that he reckoned there was much he could do, right or wrong. But he would do what he could. And if that meant wearing a clean shirt and tie, polished shoes and a respectable jacket, then so be it. Oh, tickets, please. Rebus handed over his ticket. Somewhere in the corridor up ahead, in the no-man's land of the buffet car between first and second class, a few voices were raised in a verse of Blake's Jerusalem. The Englishman, across from Rebus, smiled. Only a game, he said to the tins in front of him. Only a game. The train pulled into King's Cross five minutes late. It was a quarter past eleven. Rebus was in no hurry. A hotel room had been booked for him in central London, courtesy of the Metropolitan Police. He carried a tight list of notes and directions in his jacket pocket, again set up from London. He had not brought much luggage with him, feeling that the courtesy of the Met would extend only so far. He expected the trip to last two or three days at most, after which time even they would realise, surely, that he was not going to be of much help to them in their investigations. So, one small suitcase, one sports bag, and one briefcase. The suitcase contained two suits, a change of shoes, several pairs of socks, and underpants, and two shirts, with matching ties. In the sports bag were a small wash bag, towel, two paperback novels, one partly read, 
a travel alarm clock, a 35mm camera with flash gun and film, a t-shirt, retractable umbrella, sunglasses, transistor radio, diary, Bible, a bottle containing 97 paracetamol tablets, and another bottle protected by the t-shirt containing best Eilie malt whiskey. The bare essentials, in other words. The briefcase contains notepad, pens, a personal tape recorder, some blank tapes and pre-recorded tapes, and a thick manila file filled with photocopied sheets of metropolitan police paper, ten by eight inch colour photographs held together in a small ring binder affair, and newspaper clippings. On the front of this file was a white sticky label with one word typed upon it. The word was Wolfman. Rebus was in no hurry. The night, what was left of it, was his. He had to attend a meeting at ten on Monday morning, but his first night...